0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. are prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. This is Commit or Quit, the show that tells you what you should or should not watch, what you should or should not emotionally invest yourself into for seasons And seasons of content. So this is Commit or Quit. I'm Eric Nam. I'm Eddie. And I'm Brian Nam. And we are here as your hosts to walk you through some of the hottest dramas, TV shows, and movies. Right? That is correct. So Eric, why are we here today? Why are we here? We're here because we're still in isolation. still
3: in quarantine.
2: This is going a lot longer than anybody thought. But you know what? That's fine. Because, you know… We keep consuming content. So, we're going to keep talking about stuff. So, we watch it with you guys. You guys can watch it with us. So, if you're new to the show, because it is a new show, this is only the third episode on this show. The three of us are going to be sharing our reactions and opinions on what we're watching at the moment. And at the end of it, we decide if we quit or commit. Commit or quit. Disclaimer this show has spoilers because we talk about what happens in the dramas and the shows. And then we also ultimately kind of. Provide a larger context of what happens in the show across various themes and various different plots and so um, You're gonna have spoilers if you don't like spoilers We recommend that you go ahead watch the dramas or at least the first two episodes and then come back and listen to it Otherwise, we're saving you a lot of time You can just listen to this and get a nice digest of what happens in the first two episodes If you guys like the show if you guys enjoyed the show then there are other episodes obviously here for you to listen to at the dive studios Please go ahead and subscribe. Leave us great ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, because it really, really means a lot to us. And if you have the means, please consider becoming a patron of ours at Patreon.com/slash Dive Studios. And finally, before we jump into it, we do have activity all over the socials, all over the internet. We're on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash Dive Studios. We're on Instagram, Twitter, anything you can imagine. We're probably on even TikTok. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. And now we're in your ears. And with that, we're going to get started. Let's start the show. Hey, uh, what do you want to watch? I don't know. Oh,
3: I actually heard this is really good. What do you say? Should we commit or quit? So
2: welcome to the show. Today we are talking about a quite a historic drama, I'd say. It left a big impact. Um, a lot of social commentary. And it broke a lot of records. This show is called Sky Castle. Sky Castle. I feel like I need like very, very dramatic background music as I say it. Sky Castle. Do to you. Sky Castle.
4: We all like.
2: Anyways. Sky Castle is quite the historic dramatic drama. And um, it broke a ton of records. Has a lot of social commentary. So many things to unpack in this show. And there are so many characters. So we might have a hard time giving you full descriptions of exactly what happens with every character. So we're going to give you broad overarching concepts and storylines. And before we do that, Eddie, if you could please lead us into this with a synopsis. What is Sky Castle? Yes. uh, Sky
4: Castle is a satire slash dark comedy drama series that examines the climate of the Korean education system to the stories and point of views of four upper-class families. The series specifically always follows these four competitive mothers as they each work tirelessly uh, to win success for their families. Uh, exploring the ultimate question, you know, how far are you willing to go for your family? Um, and right now, you can stream this and view it on Viki with English and Korean subtitles.
2: All right. To give you guys some additional context, SKY stands for Seoul University, Korea University, and Yonsei University. And that is pretty much the the Harvard, Princeton, the Ivy League schools of Korea. Everybody wants to go to these schools. And for some odd reason, this show, everybody in this show is just completely… Obsessed with going to one of these universities and they all live in a community together So these four families which ultimately become five actually by the second episode, right? Yeah, um, it's following these families and Seeing how they compete with each other how they fight with each other how they try to out like one up one another on Every level to make sure that their kids have a better shot at going to one of the sky universities in this show uh, Sky is actually, I believe, it's like the name of the neighborhood where they're living in. It's a gated community. All the the parents there are very prestigious doctors. They're professors or lawyers. Um, they all come from very very well to do families, and it is within this community that this entire show kind of plays out. Now, uh, there are few families, right? There's the Kang family, and I would say this is kind of like the main family. They have Kang Yeol, who is the obnoxious. Most annoying eldest daughter. She's the wannabe know-it-all brat. Very, very selfish. Very annoying. Personally, I'll just say it. I hate her. Well, I hate (laughs) her. As a character, I hate her. Those are fighting words. She's… Because it's like they've drawn her to be the most annoying… I'm number one. I'm the best. I'm the best. Mom, is it okay if I study a little bit more? Mom, I only got to study 10 hours.
4: Mom, I don't want to go to bed. I want to study and read more of the
3: dictionary. Guys, what's wrong with that? What? What's wrong with that? Brian.
2: It's just… Okay.
3: What's wrong with reading the dictionary?
2: Okay. So uh, there's her and her mom, right? Her mom uh, is the most competitive cutthroat mom out of… All the moms here as well. So it is pretty much this thing of mom and daughter. Just trying to make sure that uh, the daughter gets into the most prestigious university. And all the things that they will do. The far reaches moral actions and immoral actions that they will take. Meanwhile like her family. Like she has a younger sister who is complete opposite. I think her little sister is like my favorite in the entire series. Because she just does not give a crap about anything. Mm -hmm. She's just like my sister's annoying. My mom is crazy. But um, so as we go on, we'll explain. But the the show, the first episode, there's just this massive party to congratulate uh the family that had a son enter Seoul University. And the party isn't even for him. It's for the mom. Because apparently here, the mom worked the hardest in getting her son to go to this university. So everybody's happy. Everybody's vying to figure out how did this son get into school, Seoul University. And it turns out that it's because he had this super, super expensive, exclusive, tutor and trainer Mm -hmm. that pretty much helps these students get into these universities. You have a 100% acceptance rate and everybody wants to have this tutor. So from there, not only is it like an academic competition, then between the moms it becomes a competition to get this tutor. It is through this process that all these characters are introduced. So these other families, you know, for more or less, it's either a mom or a dad who's like super obsessed with getting their kids in. And this I felt personally uncomfortable watching a lot of the parts. Because it was so cutthroat. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how you guys felt about that. Oh extremely uncomfortable. But I cannot stop watching. Right. Um, And so now everything seems happy. Everything seems great. And then there's a big sudden twist. Where Youngjae who is a kid who got into Seoul National University. He goes on quote unquote vacation. And he says he's never coming back. And he… Tells his parents that he is going to disassociate with the family and he is no longer their son. And Then there's an absolute freak out and here it is. Spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler alert. We're giving you a… You could turn it off if you want. The mom commits suicide. And the first episode ends with her shooting herself with a shotgun in a field. And for me, I was like… Oh, oh my god! Because she's supposed to be the happiest woman. In the world right now, she had a party. She was given this vacation to go to Europe. But she's stayed in Korea. And she has committed suicide. That's how first episode ends. What did y'all think at the end of that first episode?
3: I mean it catches you off guard. I think the scene right before that, it was super lighthearted. Yeah. Like positive vibes everywhere. And then suddenly it switches to this scene. And she's walking out um, to like a little pond on snow, right? It, was, it, it looked, looked like,
2: like a golf course that was covered golf in snow. course, or yeah.
3: But she's like in front of the water. And suddenly like she has a gun in her hand. And then next thing you know it's like boom.
4: We kind of saw it coming but I guess that leads into episode 2 as to why did this happen right? Like Parasite for those of you who have maybe not seen it. You know it's very… <laughs> everything's fluffy and everything's good and it's just politics. But then when she pulled the trigger you're like whoa. Okay what's going on? So mm-hmm. quite the
2: strong first pilot episode and then leads into episode 2. Right? So episode 2, what happens is uh, there is a funeral. So Youngjae's mom is being buried. And Youngjae comes home after hearing about it. And his dad is starting to blame him for all of these problems. He's blaming his son for having killed his mom, pretty much. So you're left wondering what happened. What does this mean? Turns out that Youngjae, because he said, I don't want to be a part of this family. um, And he, he ran away to like, Find his old girlfriend and all these kinds of backstories that you know are very, very well produced in the show. Um, dad pretty much blames him for his mom committing suicide. Now, what we find is that the tutor, the same one that Yezho and her mom are vying for, was his tutor, and Youngja hated his parents and his life so much because there was so much. Pressure. Enormous pressure about studying and getting into this university. So he felt like he was going crazy. And he said, I have the worst parents. Uh, They said that you don't have a right to live because you didn't do this or didn't do that. You didn't get… You didn't place. And so enormous amount of pressure. And it pretty much comes out that the tutor used that to say, Hey, whatever animosity, whatever you hate, whatever… You feel. Use that as like a motivating factor for you to get revenge. But what is the best way to get revenge? Is to get into that university. And then you can do whatever you want. Right. And he literally took that as that I'm going to get into this university. And I'm going to run away and disassociate with my family. Yeah, get
4: what my parents wanted all along. Give right. it to them and then right. live my own life.
2: Right. So his point is I did everything you asked me for for the past 18-20 years or so. And I've lived perfectly according to your standards. Now I'm going to live my life. Now leave me alone. And that's what caused his mom to ultimately end her own life.
4: Yeah it kind of of unpacks itself slowly. Because the entire second episode you're just trying to figure out why she committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And then as um, you know they start looking a little bit deeper into Yezo's mom looks at an iPad which was the confession. And in there he has like a personal like journal entry where he's he's confessing and he intentionally had his mom find that. Um, and then she was like oh my god. I was so obsessed with making him get into this university that I didn't realize his mental health and how how much he hated both myself and my husband. And so I imagine she was just so devastated. Um, yeah through this episode Ezra's mom reads that and she's like holy crap this life coach, this university coach is so ruthless. It right. gets the job
2: done, but I don't want to lose my daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And so she's left trying to figure out, do we continue with this tutor or do we not? Right. And that's how the episode ends. It ends with Yeso's mom going and crashing into the tutor's car, getting out, and slapping her across the face. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, what?
4: And basically blaming her for… The death of her friend. Yeah, you did this.
2: You're the reason why my my, my friend is dead. Right. It's very convoluted and it's very tricky, but it all makes sense. That's the crazy part about this drama. There's so many moving pieces, but it all works together seamlessly. And that's very impressive. And then there's one other family. And they take the, fam- they take the apartment, the house of the, the mom who committed suicide. So they all move in afterwards. And they are just completely different. They are like the nicest, most humble people seemingly. And their son, he doesn't really like have a tutor or anything, but he still gets like number one in school. And it's a big point of competition between Kanye and this kid Uju. And their parents are just like, you know what? He's just fine. Like he just does whatever he wants. So I think this first two episodes really sets up this drama for the perfect amount of friction between every character and every family there. And that's mm-hmm. what this show did such a good Everything
3: job. Everything has on. a purpose right. and a place in this in this TV show. Right, right, right. Alright, so that's kind
2: of like the over overview the big, broad storylines. Um, of course, you should watch it if you want more of the details because we clearly cannot do it just over a podcast in audio. So, we're going to talk about some of the bigger themes um, and the bigger talking points that we felt were important to discuss that we kind of grabbed from the first two episodes. So,
3: Brian, please, what are the three main talking points? First point, we're going to be talking about the Korean education system. Um, secondly… Uh, just class and status within Korean society and culture. And then the third is going to be DNA and how important of a role that plays throughout this entire series. And you know just in Korean culture in general.
2: Cool. Alright. So the first thing. Korean education system. Um, I think this show obviously is a show about education. Getting your kids into college. And I feel like this is such a timely topic because… Even in the States, there was that big education scandal of of celebrities trying to send their kids to college mm-hmm. and like bribing universities and stuff, right? Uh-huh. This is not just a Korean issue. This right. is a universal issue. In Korea though, um, as we mentioned, Sky, those three schools are the most prestigious schools to get into. And I think for a lot of people, when they first go to Korea, they learn about Korea. They become shocked learning about how hard the students study and work. Mm. And so even myself, when I got to Korea, when we were visiting Korea every once in a while, um, as kids, our cousins would… We would like never see our cousins. Mm. They would be out the door at like 6 or 7 a.m. and they come in at like midnight or 1. Like, where were you? He's like, I went to school. I was like, okay, but what were you doing after? He's like, they are going to hagwons. So hagwons are academies. where You go, and you have extra help and extra classes on certain topics, subjects… Extracurriculars, pretty much you live there. So kids are just living at Hogwarts to prepare for this. Mm. Right. And it's not the best system. Yeah.
3: Are they all preparing for what's like the standardized test? Like there's an SAT equivalent. So they
2: call it Sunung. Uh-huh. And Sunung is kind of like the SAT. And even that, it, the reason they prep so hard, from my understanding, is Sunung you can only take once, right? It's not like the SAT uh-huh. or the ACT in the States where you can. Schedule it. It's like once a month. You can go to whatever place and take it. Mm -hmm. It's one day, and everybody takes it on that one day. So if you're having a bad day that day, you're screwed.
3: That's that's intense. Because I know SAT. Even like you can go in. You're like, I'll just take it again if I don't do well. You know. So I can't imagine that kind of pressure. Didn't that build? You
2: take it like, or was it you, Eddie? Dude, I forgot. (laughs) About my, I took it twice. Brian took it twice. I'm pretty sure Eddie, my mom, like it was all the time. Mom would be like yelling at you, and you'd be like, I forgot to go. <laughs> that was only <laughs> once. I forgot.
4: I had other things to think about.
2: Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Clearly not my future, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, in Korea, it's it's a very, very serious, serious kind of thing. The other part of this show, it takes place. Th- there are scenes in here that are shown in Techidong. Techidong is a part in Gangnam. is a little south of Gangnam Station. But it's an area where there's a high concentration of 학wons. And so um, a lot of families try to live in Techilong because it's uh, where you have the best access to 학wons and some of the best schools in Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was talking to one of our cousins a few weeks ago. And they were saying how they just moved there for like their kids' education. I was like, they're like five. But they're… But for them, they're like, well, they need to start on They need to start early. They need to do all these things. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I personally don't think it's the healthiest thing. And I don't really like that system. But it's probably an unavoidable thing where it's just like, that's just the way it is. Yeah. And What are you going to do?
4: I mean, it's such a concentrated area. It's highly competitive. You have one shot. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to think that they couldn't live the best life possible mm-hmm. because they didn't get a good test score. It's almost unavoidable in Korea to keep up. Um, with the exception of that guy in this… In the show who like barely studies and is like still tied uh, with, with um, you saw right? Mm-hmm. And that's like… That's the tiger mom's worst nightmare. Because right. she's living and sweating and breathing this thing 24 hours a day. And to meet her daughter's one competitor is a guy who's just like a natural genius.
2: That must be infuriating. It is infuriating. You know why? Because I felt that way so many times. Because I felt like I was so jealous of kids who just like did not study, but they have like photographic memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, I can't even compete with that. Like, it's not possible. At what point are we going to just say people with
4: photographic memory and they're just cheating all the time?
2: Right. That's, I mean, that's how I feel <laughs> it is. Like, I just remember in class one day, somebody was sitting there, has a photograph of memory, and the, the teacher goes, Hey, what was that thing that we had in? And he goes, Oh, Okay, you had it on the right side of the board. It was in a red marker. It started with a P and he like spelled it out. And I was like, I'm you X-Men. Oh my god!" Very
4: X-Men like.
2: I mean uh-huh. it is super power. Anyways, I'm just jealous. But I mean we didn't… We did have some extracurriculars growing up, right? But… Kumon, Huntington Academy.
4: I mean these things were very, very non-intensive compared to this. Yeah, you know, I mean mm. it was like a couple hours a day. Maybe like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. On the weekends, maybe like Saturday, hug one for SAT. You barely went though. No, I went. I just didn't study,
3: <laughs> and I didn't go at all. <laughs> Brian didn't go
4: at all. Brian just studied on his cell phone. Yeah, which
3: Brian is did
4: to Like me. a pure, pure Gen Zer. Like remember Eric? You had Eric had a stack of vocabulary cards that probably had like ten thousand SAT-like vocabulary words. Okay, I mean, I mean, it's like words like rudimental and and just like uh, rhetoric and just crazy things that don't flow off the tip of your tongue and nobody uses in, uh-huh. in daily conversation. Uh-huh. Eric had to flip through these cards like every day just like… And they. I, I remember they had like different colors to kind of brighten your day. But it was… It
3: was, but so it was I mean it was pretty bad. I just don't know what kind of intelligence they're trying to gauge from like vocabulary. You know what I mean? Right.
2: Yeah. It's… I mean… It's not even that. It's like, okay, if you know the vocabulary, you'll be able to comprehend what is going on. Yeah. But my point is like, then why do you… Like, people don't use these words in everyday… It's just not practical. Like, yeah, it's not practical. But apparently, that's what gauges how good of a reader you are. And that, to me, just never made sense. But doesn't it also gauge like how hard you're
4: willing to work and what your potential could be, right? That's like the whole… Uh- purpose behind SATs, right It's like hmm. clear there's some people that go and get a perfect score out of nowhere and those are your
2: faraway geniuses but everyone mm-hmm. else it's just it's just repetition it's right. putting in the work right I mean for me okay to get I mean I think you guys probably had a lot less of it but for me being the first mom was super super obsessed with me like doing everything I could to have a good shot. Mm-hmm. And I think big part of that is like even though we were born and raised in Atlanta, She's seeing and hearing things that happen in Korea. Mm-hmm. And she's seeing and hearing things that happen in… Namely Duluth. Which is not where we lived. But it's like where a lot of Korean people live. Uh-huh. And so she was like… Everybody there is going to this. Hagwon to that. Hagwon, and they're doing this and that. And then you're doing right. nothing. And so I literally… I remember… I even did SAT prep in like 6th grade. Because there's a mm-hmm. thing called PSAT. And that's supposed oh. to gauge like something else. And mom was so obsessed with that. Uh-huh. that she made me study in like 6th and 7th grade. And then starting in like ninth or 10th grade, she was like, you have to study real now. And I was like, oh
4: my god. No oh, Eric, you you took it in 7th grade and then you went to that Duke tip program.
2: No, I didn't get into the Duke tip program. Oh wow. It's like you had to score over like a thousand. Oh, no, I, I don't even remember what it was. But like, I just didn't care. And mom was so obsessed with getting me into these crazy programs. Uh-huh. That like everybody like… Apparently, I'm like the only Korean kid in all of Atlanta that didn't get into these, according to my mom. (laughs) But it was like Governor's Honors Program, Duke Something Program. And no offense if you went to them and if you got in, that's great. But like, I just didn't care. I think the thing that was always different for us is like, I was always more of like, okay, well, I'm more of EQ. And like, working hard and doing that. But like, I can't just memorize stuff. That's just not my brain. Mm -hmm. I mean,
4: part of that is also being American. I mean, we, us having the flexibility and people around us that aren't driven by hagwon, right? Like, I think there is a tremendous value in the way that we did grow up. And obviously, our parents having this side of them that is very Korean, but then also being like, hey, Eddie, you want to go jump on a trampoline? Okay, go ahead. Hey, why don't you go like right. build a fire in the woods or climb this tree and see what happens?
3: <laughs> Eric,
2: did you have that experience? No, Eddie, that's a very <laughs> <Not> you story. <laughs> like, Eddie, to provide full context… Our parents really gave up on Eddie and his academics early. Whoop. Like <laughs> and so all of the things that Eddie didn't do, she put on to me. So right. there are fights in Sky Castle where he's like screaming at his mom and stuff and like or like mm-hmm. or just like the notes in there of like I feel like I'm not like living for myself like there were distinct moments as a kid where I felt that way. Mm-hmm. And it's not like mom had any bad intentions. Yeah. But it was for me like so exhausting and stifling because right. everything was a fight. Like everything was a fight between us. Uh-huh. And, and big part of that, she was like, if you don't do this, none of your brothers is going to do this. I was like… Eddie's not doing it, anyways.
3: You know, but I, I bet like that fight happens happened in like every single household. Exactly. There's no way that any child is like. Yeah, this is okay. not. This is not it's unique not to the not specific to us. Right. Right. Um. But I. So
2: I watching this show, there were a lot of points where I was like, Oh yeah, I completely feel where this kid's coming yeah. from.
3: I think on a spectrum, you had it the worst, <laughs> and then I probably had the best. In you terms had of-
2: yeah, Brian. You had like low pressure, but
4: you crushed in school.
3: But I think it's because I had low pressure that like… I pressured myself into studying. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Because yeah. I feel like even for, even for soccer… You know like… Dad never made us train or anything. Yeah. See but Brian had
2: like the best of both worlds. Where I like to think yeah. of Brian as like a biological experiment between Eddie and I. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> because I, th- I like to think that I taught you how to study and Eddie taught you how to play soccer.
3: That's true. So… That's true.
4: I, <laughs> I also taught you how to IDGAF. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> true. No, but he… <laughs>
3: Got a little bit of that.
2: No, he, not he does much. not have that anymore. Yeah, not
3: anymore. Yeah, I lost
2: that after um, I,
3: I graduated.
2: Um, anyways, enough of us rambling about how we were raised. <laughs> we love you mom. We appreciate it all. Anyways, the next topic that we have is more about class and society. Elitism and uh, just how… Things are ranked and privileged in Korea. Now, I think one thing that rings true in a lot of Korean dramas is there is always a social hierarchy component. Even in Itaewon class, there was, right? Um, in most of the shows, there's like a very well to do chebar rich family. So chebar is kind of like in Korea, a lot of the economy is run off of families that historically own big companies. So Samsung, LG. Um, even CJ. That is CJ and Samsung are part of the same family. that's all from the same bloodline. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many of these uh, conglomerate families. And here in this case it's not conglomerates. But it's medical elites for the most part. Um, but it's this upper class elitism. People who have a lot of money. Who live a certain lifestyle. And then we compare and contrast that directly with people who are not that way. So in the case of you know. Ito in class, there's the good, like, there's 박세로이. And then there's, like, mm. the evil uh, sure. corporation chairman. In this case, there are these families who are very, very rich. Who are putting all their money into education. And then there's, like, the orphan. Um, who has almost nothing. And she's really working hard to try to to kick Yesha out of her number one spot. But she comes from nothing. All those dynamics play out. Mm. And I think for a lot of people… Even in like the opening scenes, if you look at like the big, massive, overly done party. That's like such, for me, such a great representation of that as well.
3: Mm -hmm. I think it's just interesting like… I guess within Korea, would you say it's very tough to navigate different social classes? So at least in America, you know, the whole American dream is like starting from scratch and making it to, you know, middle class or upper class. Yeah. But I feel like in Korea, the reason people are so pressured to do well in school is because it's so tough to navigate those different social classes. And if you don't go to a top university, it's tough for you to even be considered for a top job. Yeah, but I feel like that's almost like anywhere. That's global. That's I global. Don't know, but I feel like in the U.S. it's a little bit different.
2: Well, I feel like in the U.S., the reason it is different is because the U.S. is so much bigger… Uh And there's so many more people that there's more opportunity in general. Korea, I feel like it's such a small country. There's limited land and resources. But everybody's living on top of each other. Mm. So it it does produce this highly, highly competitive system. AKA even the education system. I think that's a big result of it. I think the thing… In Korea though, it's like… Even if you go to a great university… Even if you go to a great school… Like you're not guaranteed to make it. Mm-hmm. You know you're not guaranteed a great placement Like yeah you'll be better off than some But like um, it's, it's still I think a very tough place to, to really rise To the top Anyways so yeah it's, it's uh, I think that's something that we, we did want to talk about Just like the classism and, and the different Societal I guess societal hierarchy um, mm-hmm. If you guys watch the show You know, full disclosure. Like I've watched through episode like 16 or so.
3: Yeah, I watched the entire thing. You watched the entire thing? Binged it with mom in three days. Yeah. I have
4: not. I'm on episode three now. Okay.
3: As you keep
2: watching, you will find… I think it'll be interesting to to look out for how the societal hierarchy kind of Mm -hmm. plays out. Because it really does impact and affect the show in in many ways. So just keep an eye out for that. So our final, final topic today for this show… Is uh, DNA? I guess nature versus nurture kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the themes that I was watch as I was watching, I was like, okay, this kid is like this because what? Because why? Who made this kid this way? Right. You know. And there are parts of it where you're like, Yezol yeah, so. clearly is like this because of her mom, is what it seems like. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Her mom just seems super like obsessed with like making it and like. Making sure her her daughter gets into school. And the reason Uh you find out is because her mother-in-law hasn't really accepted her throughout her entire marriage to her husband. Yeah. As you peel back the layers, like she has a
4: pretty… Interesting. Interesting past and also came from like a blue-collar family. So she has a huge chip on her shoulder. Um, And I guess for her, she's just been faking it until she made it. She's made it but she still doesn't have the approval
2: of her mother-in-law.
4: Right. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And so there's that. And then there's like on the other side, there's the twins, right? There's a cha family. Yeah. Where the mom is much more like, you know what? Like maybe, are we doing this right? Is this normal? Like I, I mean, I want to push the boys, but this feels weird. While her husband is like full throttle, you're the worst mother if you don't think that this is, you know, if you can't do this properly. And you know, he's yelling at the kids all the time. And mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. almost militant. And the kids are kind of like, yeah, like we, we like, like to study, but like, I don't know, and so they take much more after their mom, right, um, but there was just so many things where you think of when you have kids, not that we have any, but like how do you take after your parents and how does that affect the trajectory of your life, right? Mm-hmm. How much of that is nature, and how much of this is that nurture kind of thing, like is it DNA or is it just the way you're raised?
4: I would say it is a, it is a balancing act, right, I think. Uh, There's no way to know exactly what the split percentage is between nature versus nurture. Uh, But from a parental standpoint… I mean I'm thinking about this often because I will have kids uh, probably in the next few years. And as much as I want he or she to become a professional athlete, um, if they are more inclined to pick up a pen and start drawing, like I'm going to also push that and have them pursue what they want. But they still have to play soccer, you know? (laughs) just kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's up to the parents to not get lost in the sauce. Because if you're not self-aware and you don't realize you're driving your kid insane, you know, like in relationships, you're like, hey, what's wrong? And then like, your, your, you know, your girlfriend or your wife goes, nothing. And then just goes quiet. And then that's my decision to go, I know something's wrong. Tell me what's wrong. Or go, okay, that's cool. <laughs> and then just move on, right? Which in this case… Uh, this this mom who commits suicide, there's no way she didn't know that her son resented her unless she was totally head in the clouds and so like driven to get this goal that she really didn't know. It's balance, baby. You can't just be eating just pure calcium without some vitamin C. Brian, what, what, what do you have to say about this? What do you think? Are there little qualities that you can take and learn from as you raise your
3: kids in the next 10 to 20 years? I think the most important thing is like values. I think like we discussed that whatever like path the child goes on, it's really comes down to like what their values are Mm -hmm. and what they value in life. And like the small things that surround these other decisions, like it really comes down to what their values are. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I mean, if your question is like, when I raise my kids, what's going to be my priority? It would probably be values, Mm. you know? And I think that's something that our, our parents have, I hope, done a good job or I feel like they've done a good job of. yeah
2: yeah no I agree with you I agree I think values is probably like the most important thing like no matter what the the kid or kids work ethic or whatever it is mm. if, if you have the right set of values and beliefs then like you should be set up to do whatever properly um, I think it it is funny working with the both of you um, seeing different traits from mom and dad split up between all of us Like Mm -hmm. I think it's just very different. And that's just like DNA that you can't deny. It's just the way that we function. It's the way that we are. Like Brian, I think… I don't know if you know this but like Brian… When I say Brian is literally half-half of everything. Like I really believe that. Even Brian's ears… Do you know this about yourself?
0: Oh yeah. So Brian has
2: one earlobe that's attached. And one that is detached. Ah. And that's a direct… Our mom has attached earlobes and our dad has detached earlobes. It's like <laughs> right. literally split down the middle. Yeah. And it's just like the funniest thing to me. And uh-huh. even I think when you work, there are, I- I'd say you're actually much more like mom. Uh uh-huh. huh. Our mom is very, very like by the book and like everything, like there's a schedule. This has to happen. This, this is A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, she'll either just stay up all night and finish it or someone's going to, be all that, i.e., me,
3: because uh-huh.
2: <laughs> like growing up, and that's just uh-huh. kind of the way it was. And that's just her personality. And I think that's very much in you.
3: Yeah, I would agree with that.
2: And then for me, I'm much more like dad, even the way we studied, like, were you like, you're okay at science and math, right? Yeah. See, yeah. that's mom. Uh-huh. Dad and I are really bad at science and math, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where uh we were much more liberal arts, we were about history, like books and uh-huh. sociology. Um, processes that kind of stuff and what about uh, me guys and i don't get i uh would just kind of do stuff on my own eddie i think i think eddie was just picked up from under a bridge because he.
4: <laughs> because if you're gonna look at my ears i've got this little elf ear that so it makes
2: no sense
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um i don't look like either of you guys <laughs> Anyways, we did ramble quite a bit. But it's time for us to make a very, very important, important decision. We have to decide if we're going to commit to the show or if we're going to quit the show. So starting with Brian, what do you think?
3: I'm going to commit. I mean, I've already binged the entire thing. So, I mean, that kind of… You guys
2: have
4: got to stop breaking the rules here. (laughs) (laughs) But that's how good it is. You just can't stop. all right, right. Eddie? Um, So originally I was going to say quit. But… Seeing as this is the highest rated television show of all time in Korean programming TV history. And you guys have been raving about it. I have to give it another go. So I am going to commit.
2: All right, Sounds good. Um, I'm going to commit. Just because… Okay. So I've watched through probably 14 or 15 episodes. 16. I don't know. And I had to stop because it got really intense for me. And… I like couldn't finish it but I will go back and finish it but I get so invested into these things emotionally Mm -hmm. that I couldn't deal with what was about to happen Mm -hmm. so I had to take an emotional break Um, but it it is a commit for me I mean I think this is one of the most well-written intricate dramas that you can think of um, in recent history and Eddie alluded to it but it did have the highest viewership ratings ever for a Cable network it had almost 24% which is unheard of um, in cable, cable TV. And it started off with like a tiny like… I think it was like 1% or something. And I remember the next week it like doubled. And it just kept doubling every episode. And it was… Ju- it took over Korea. Oh, when it forces the entire public to take a look
4: at themselves in the right. mirror.
2: That's, that's quite compelling. Right. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. It won you know a bunch of awards at the Korea Drama Awards at the Pixar Arts Awards. Um, a lot of a lot of awards, and also I just saw this that they're making a U.S. version of it. They're remaking it. What? <clears throat> yeah, on NBC. I mean, we got we got to talk more about this on a, on another episode. But like these remakes have got to go. I'm actually I would love to see how that plays out mm-hmm. in a U.S. kind of remake of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be very very entertaining to watch. So yeah. Um, I got to finish this and then hopefully that show will be out sometime soon and we could watch that together as well. Um, so yeah, for me, it is a commit. And um, yeah, hopefully this episode of Committer Quick kind of gave you some discussion points, some overarching themes, and a little bit of a synopsis. And um, you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you guys want to sum up the drama in one word each. Exhilarating. Exhilarating, Eddie? Stressful. Oh Fair. man. Fair. Um, for me, scandalous.
3: We're only talking about like the first two episodes.
2: Yeah. That's the crazier part. This is only the first two episodes.
3: Okay.
2: Anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Commit or Quit. Brought to you by The Dive Studios. Please, 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 Let us know what your thoughts are on this show as well as Sky Castle episodes 1 and 2. Do you agree with us?
3: Did you like it? Did you hate it? Let us know what you think. And uh, go over to social media, Twitter, Instagram, um, and, and talk to us. Connect with us there. Let us know what you think. On Twitter, us at The Dive Studios. Um, and let us know your thoughts on the show. We also have a Discord community where we can also have an open discussion about each show and go a bit deeper. Yep. Yeah. And not,
4: not to beat this to the ground, but we're also on YouTube. We have mm-hmm. a Patreon. As you know, we're in a recession and we still have a full working team. So any subscription amount will be very, very helpful to us. Like we want to continue shooting content and bringing you guys the Spark Notes version of each of these TV shows. So any help works. Uh, It's patreon.com backslash dive studios.
2: So that's it. Thank you everybody for listening to this episode. And uh, please stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay inside. Wash your hands often. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Commit or Quit. Quit. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: by law.
3: 18 plus terms conditions website for details.
1: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number 1 mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. Support your journey to wellness at b i o p t i m i z e r s dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
3: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
1: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office